All right, and welcome to another episode of Lounging with Locals. Thank you for everyone that's tuning in. This evening, I'm sitting down with Neil Tembukar. We met in Vietnam. I believe it was Hanoi, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was Hanoi. We met in Hanoi. Uh, and then we actually, like you do when you travel, ran into each other super randomly at catching a bus uh, two or three weeks later, I believe, in Ninbin, and then uh, went our separate ways. But we've stayed in touch ever since. And we're going to talk to Neil a little bit about today, uh, about where he lives in Boston. So, Neil, thanks for coming on and uh, being a part of this. Hey, uh, I'm excited to chat about Boston and just catch up with you in general. Yeah, man. So, uh, like I said, we met in the fall of 2017, traveling through Vietnam. Tell me a little bit about what you've been up to since and what's going on out in Boston. Uh, sure, yeah. So we met, uh, like you said, in Hanoi, and then we bumped into each other in Ninh Binh. Um, and uh, I went on to explore more uh, parts of Vietnam. Uh, after that, I went to Thailand, I uh, went to Malaysia, um, a few other countries in the area, uh, went to see some relatives, grandparents who live in India. Uh, and then uh, early 2018, I came back to the U.S. Uh, here in Boston and um, s- spent a couple months just interviewing, job hunting. Uh, and then early 2018, started working at Boston Children's Museum. Uh, it's been an awesome place to work. Uh, so I'm a project manager there and uh, just take up various projects, uh, but the main ones being uh, a big event I do each year uh, in October, and then I also help with a few programs uh, that happen throughout the year, and uh, just generally help with the rollout of uh, programs and just part of a team that helps create exhibits and generally works towards creating uh, STEAM education experiences for the museum visitors. but, you know, otherwise, uh, besides my work, got engaged, uh, just been trying to uh, take steps in, in uh, figuring out how to be a post-traveler, post-20s uh, uh, successful, or at least how I define successful, I guess, which I'm still trying to figure out, but uh, turned 30. And so now just uh, kind of just getting used to life as it is now you know it's all it's been it's been good awesome man that's uh, great to hear i'm glad you're doing good work helping educate the youth of america and teaching them about cool stuff that's badass yeah it's it's uh it's been fun and uh the the, the nice part is uh you know we get tourists from all around the world who come to that museum and uh you know ultimately the it's it's a good uh place for me to learn a lot from a lot of experienced knowledgeable people who have been doing this for decades so um yeah it's been good that's cool so uh when you're not educating the youth of america what uh what do you like to do in boston uh so there's a lot going on here in boston um me personally i'm a big fan of just walking around uh it's a really walkable city Uh, i live in alston which is sort of like uh on the kind of outskirts of the city uh, it's close to Cambridge and uh, close to the Charles River. So I'll, I'll spend a lot of time uh, just trying to find a pickup game of basketball to play 
or um, going to the movies nearby. Uh, I like to check out all sorts of breweries and just different areas where uh, there's live music. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do admittedly spend plenty of time just sitting on my couch watching Netflix uh, and um, you know just spending time at home with my fiance. So uh, just trying to find that balance of uh, you know feeling good outdoors, but also making sure I'm I'm doing what I need to at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been, so I can't say too much, but I imagine those cold Boston winters don't lead to uh, wanting to run around outdoors too often. No, I, I typically get a gym membership, and then I end up only using it during the winters, uh, and that too, not as much as I want to. Uh, but, you know, the nice thing about Boston is that you experience all four seasons to the fullest. So, you know, the summer you're getting the 90-degree weather, uh, really sunny, uh, really humid in the spring rains a lot um and the the weather can be a nice kind of mix of cool and starting to be warm fall autumn is definitely the best season around here because you get to see some foliage the weather is perfect uh you know you're getting 50s 60s uh really nice breeze uh and the days are still long but then you get into winter and then you get the snow, you get the cold. So uh, I think if you're someone who really appreciates what all four seasons can bring, uh, then then Boston in that regard is is kind of you can't really do better. Yeah, man, I would love to uh, spend one like good long weekend out there, going to Fenway, watching a Red Sox game, preferably my A's beating them. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just sitting out there in like a beautiful fall afternoon and you know late September, early October, and watching some baseball out there—it sounds like it'd be pretty magical. Yeah, man, Fenway Park is great. Uh, I mean, of course, there's the history. Uh, there's, it, it's more than just the baseball game, obviously. Too is there's the whole culture that's on the streets around the city, uh, uh, and specifically in the Fenway area. Uh, I mean. You, you really just I mean you see the whole city everyone is just wearing Red Sox hats uh, for two months straight leading up to the playoffs and uh, I you know I was still sort of a kid when this happened but when the Red Sox won the World Series finally in um, 04 it was like uh, man I can't even uh, the the excitement uh, the way cars were getting flipped I saw uh, retirees like crying tears of joy it was it was uh really palpable and it kind of made me realize how important something like sports can be until then you know it was a game but then i realized that wow this goes beyond being a game you know yeah definitely there's a couple cities around the country that i feel like really really unite and get you know there's they because they only have one team per sport versus you know like the bay area we have the giants and the a's even to a degree, New York has both the Mets and the Yankees. But Boston, it's like all all the sports teams in hockey, baseball, basketball, and football are also the original old school teams. There's only one of them, and everyone just lives and dies by them. And it's it seems to be one of those like truly incredible sports cities. Them like Philadelphia, Detroit. Um, there's a lot of you know it just real classic sports towns, and Boston's one of those ones. 
Yeah, for sure. There's no question. Uh, me personally, I'm a huge Celtics fan. Uh, I mean, I'll kind of watch all four of those teams in the playoffs. Uh, and I know the Patriots are, are, you know, can be controversial depending on where you visit in the U.S. Uh, but for me, it's the Celtics that I kind of bleed green. And uh, the, but you're absolutely right. There's there's uh, so much bonding that happens uh, over the the sports teams here in, in Boston. And in a way, too, it's it's uh, all of New England seems to uh, kind of support the Boston teams. You'll find the occasional Connecticut person who will uh, follow a New York team. But overall, uh, the Boston following is, is kind of goes outside Boston. You go up to New Hampshire, you go to Vermont, Maine, uh, all those areas. You still see Red Sox hats. You'll still hear people chanting, go Pats. So, um, yeah. There, there is something that that is kind of indescribable about the way the city and like there are a few other cities you mentioned. Boston is one of them where there's 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 a team for each sport and you know what it, it's you can't really say that oh hockey's not as popular oh baseball's not as popular no I mean even if you go to the youth level elementary school kids they're all into like all the sports are covered there, there there's um, a, a huge following and you know people like. Tom Brady, Paul Pierce, uh, there's just so many uh, athletes since I've been a kid around here who've just been icons. Um, that never really goes away. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like I said, it's definitely something I'd like to go check out. Um, but now a little bit, I guess, more to the city. I know you, you mentioned kind of in passing when you said you're, a little bit about yourself. You mentioned uh, you like to go check out breweries. I'm assuming being an Irish Catholic city by history – people enjoy their beer so i'm sure they're high on the uh craft brew scene you got any breweries you're like really into these days so definitely uh i mean there are a few which i've been going to for years like harpoon brewery trillium uh but and one of one of one of my favorites is aeronaut brewery which uh i don't know how popular or known it is outside boston but there there are a couple uh branches or a couple breweries here in the boston area for aeronaut and uh they just got really uh, fun uh, setup there where you know you can go play board games. They got live music. Uh, you can you know play old Nintendo games on a massive projector on the wall. Uh, but then they also got the whole brewery set up like right there, so you can kind of check out all the tech they're using and and uh, you know all the various uh, components of what it takes to brew beer. It's happening right in front of you. So uh, that is definitely one of my my personal go tos. But then there are also classics like. Um, Sam Adams, I mentioned Harpoon, uh, Night Shift, Lamplighter. Uh, th- there's a bunch of them. But, uh, yeah, the brewery scene around here is really big. Uh, it's a really popular uh, destination, whether because, you know, of course, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but there are a lot of colleges and universities around here, and uh, there are a lot of uh, grad students. So there's just that, that, that whole sort of 21 to – 35 year old population who uh they really really are into that scene and there are a lot of the breweries where you can bring your dogs you can bring your kids so uh depending on what type of scene you're looking for uh just this you know a couple weekends ago uh went with my fiance met up with some some friends of ours who had a dog and we just went to a brewery where it's just a lot of families with little kids and dogs and that was ton of fun uh just getting to see how the dogs interacted in a brewery setting 
but then on any other given night i can just go to another brewery where it's much more of your traditional like uh beer flights and uh you know a bit more of a rager type of scene so you see the full spectrum yeah man it sounds like it's definitely just like you said given the amount of universities and stuff that are in town the there's got to be a lot of young professionals, you know, that range, like you said, from kids that are just trying to get blackout drunk to people that are there that are highly educated that want to just, like, go sit in a corner and have a nice conversation but drink a good beer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, breweries are, are, are obviously a good place for that. But then there's also just a good uh, – depending on, on what someone's into. Personally, like, I don't do a lot of the nightlife stuff, but uh, or I guess I should say not anymore. There were probably, probably a year or two, like, ten years ago where – I gave it a shot, uh, and there's definitely a good sort of uh, club scene here, but I think I always leaned more in the direction of dive bars, pubs, um, and there's plenty of action there too. I mean, there's so many different little pockets of the city and around the city. Uh, a lot of people may not know if you haven't been to Boston, but Boston itself is a really small city, and uh, there are less than a million people who live in Boston itself, but as a uh, a metro area if you include like cambridge somerville all the parts which are so like they're just along the charles river and they're all connected by the public transportation system around here so uh, when i think of boston i kind of think of that whole circle drawing a circle around that whole area uh, so then you, you know you, you it's almost like the cambridge somerville parts of that can be almost like brooklyn to manhattan where uh, you see a lot of the younger culture and how that's sort of grown on its own. You see a lot of um, the just community squares. Uh, you know, if you go to like a place like Davis Square, uh, that's a part of Somerville, which I don't think would necessarily be like recognized as well as like Harvard Square, obviously, uh, because it doesn't have as much history. But that's where you see, you know, 50 years from now, it will have that history where there's just been so much going on there. So many uh, performers perform there, and uh, a lot of university students end up living in that area. And uh, as as you know, I think over the last fifty years too, as Boston's become a more expensive place to live, a lot of the students and younger people are kind of pushed out towards the Somerville Cambridge area. So that's where you sort of see that that flow occurring. For sure. Um, so you, you you touched on this as well. What is uh what are your, some of your favorite dive bars that you like to check out? So um, th there are a few. Uh, a couple of them have actually closed in the last few years just because they were the going by the model of cash only and um, they just weren't sticking with the times, I guess, which is, I guess, why I liked them. Uh, but a shout out to a few like um, Namesake and The Raven. Those are a couple in the, in the Somerville area. Um, but then uh, even in, in, in the Boston area, um, Lucky's is a good one. Uh, there's uh, a few in, in the um, Kenmore Fenway area, uh, like Sam's. Uh, I think it's hard to like, you know, part of me doesn't want to also like call out a few and not call out the rest of them. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of them. And honestly, like my, my main suggestion would be to just take a walk and like step into a bar, which seems like it appeals to you because uh, – something that I find appealing may not be what someone else finds appealing, but like there's every, every different type of bar here. Uh, I'm sure you may know the show cheers. Cheers is based on a bar, um, that was in Boston. I'm trying to remember the name of that bar, but 
um, yeah, it's it's um, so that's like a big kind of tourist location, uh, but it's also just like a fun fun place to go. Um, so trying to think of any other ones I, I want to actually specifically call out, but um, I'm afraid my my years of of going to the bar are a bit behind me now, unfortunately. No worries. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I look back on it fondly, though. Of course, don't we all? Um, I think my buddy. Al actually used to bartend at that uh, at that bar that was ba- Cheers was based on for a while, but he's since moved on to to Baltimore. So we'll have to ask him about that at a later date. Oh, uh, it's it's called Bull and Finch Pub. I think is what it's called. Bull and Finch um, Pub. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's what they based Cheers off of. But yeah, I uh, I think that is one of the many sort of like super uh, towny bars where. You know, one thing about Boston is is sort of like I don't know if this is good or bad, but there's certain bars you walk in and you know you're welcome here, and other bars you walk in you know you're kind of not welcome here. Uh, some of those bars are like, hey, if you're not in here from the neighborhood, we know you're not here from the neighborhood, so why don't you just peacefully walk out and go to the next bar? Uh, those are few and far between. Uh, most of the bars are perfectly friendly, and even if you step into one where you don't feel welcome, no one's gonna really kick you out but it's one of those things which you notice and um yeah it's, it's something you get worth the energy and the vibe and it's something feels a little off for sure yeah um awesome well yeah i that's exactly how i envision boston being so that's perfect um <laughs> yeah. do you have any uh, like it is. you have any restaurants or anything in your neighborhood around that austin area that you really enjoy popping into or uh, sure. So, I mean, again, uh, there's so many kind of like pockets. It's hard to call it a few, but I'm a big fan of Honest Taqueria. It's, it's a small chain, which uh, is a location in, in some of the squares around here. Uh, I'm also a big fan of some of the nearby sushi places, like a place called EB Sushi at Union Square. Uh, I'm a big fan of ramen, so I attend to, and there's a ton of ramen restaurants around here. So I'll go to like Yumewo Katare, which is a cool place where you can like sh- stand up and share a dream they'll like shut everyone up you stand up and share your dream after you're done eating uh but then there's uh other places like uh i'm a big fan of um all you can eat uh kind of places so uh any uh i'm trying to think of any specific one place i go to often uh a lot of good chinese places i think for me I'm, i'm definitely partial to like east asian and southeast asian cuisine and there's like a ton of good quality uh in that category around here but uh i'm also uh may not be the the biggest fan of it but it's a huge uh area for for you know seafood around here like if you're into lobster clam chowder you know this is the place to (laughs) this is the place to have it um it's all like you know fresh caught today and uh it's it's uh, New England is 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 the is a go to place for seafood and uh, here in Boston like if you go to some of the historic areas of the city that's the type of cuisine you're going to see and that's where you see a lot of the tourists eating too and you know I think I've lived here for a while and you know I've been eating chowder and, and lobster since I was a kid and uh, I think it's really good but I think tourists would like it even more for sure do you have any places that if you want to go get some chowder or lobster that you don't want to wait in a big ass line for a bunch of tourists or anything that you know you can pop in and like just get something good. Uh, sure. So I mean, uh, there are a few places. Uh, if you go down uh, on the Harbor Walk, you'll just see a lot of uh, a lot of different restaurants that are good options. Um, one 
which is called a barking crab. Uh, I think that one specifically, it's kind of on the harbor walk in the seaport. But the, uh, the barking crab is a really popular one. It's a huge place. They've got uh, some of the best lobster, crab, uh, and I don't know if I've actually had their chowder before, but uh, I've seen others have it. It's it's uh, that's kind of a good go-to. Um, you know, otherwise uh, there's uh, uh, there's a place called the, the Boston the Boston Harbor Spot. Uh, it's literally just called the Boston Harbor Spot. I think that is really good, um, but again. Uh, it's there's sort of like so many small little restaurants that aren't necessarily like these big fancy places, more just sort of uh, shacks or uh, just sort of like harborside uh, little little places. Uh, those are your best bet because uh, those are the the true townies who are like they know how to make it. They know they know who caught it. You know, my, my buddy Billy, uh, two streets down, he, he's the guy who brought this chowder up today, and they'll tell you the full story about how your meal got to your plate. So uh, it's those types of places. I think if you just walk around, you can't really go wrong. Awesome. That is, uh, man, I would kill for some good seafood. I'm not a, not a big fan of the seafood that we get down here in the Gulf. Um, so I'd love to get some <clears throat> up there from the Northeast for sure one of these days. Yeah, uh, you know, I think over there you got a lot of the, the Mexican food that I crave up here. So you can do a trade sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to touch on one thing too. You kept saying in the squares, in the squares, like this square, that square. <laughs> so is that like different neighborhoods or is there like actually a community square? What what exactly yeah. are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, when I say in the squares, uh, I admittedly have spent probably even more time in the Cambridge Somerville area on the outskirts of Boston than Boston itself. So there are certain areas like Davis Square, Porter Square, Harvard, Central, Kendall. I mean, uh, I think it's just the way that the city is set up where uh, you come up from a subway station and you're in blank square. Uh, and I think a part of that is just the way the city is definitely modeled after. I mean, it's called New England for a reason. You know, it's like it's the city is so modeled after uh, a year. It's when, you, when you're here and when Europeans, my friends I made who are from Europe who come and visit, they're like, this doesn't feel that different from the city I'm from. You know, whether it's like Zurich or London or Rome or, you know, it's it, there's a lot of cobblestone. There's a lot of brick. There's a lot of old architecture. Um, and uh, I think a part of that, too, is, you know, the, the way stuff is named here, uh, it's either named after play, real places in England or it's named after something Native American. So, like, you know, Boston is, is straight up uh, a place in England. But then Massachusetts is named after the Massasoit tribe from, from this area from hundreds of years ago. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the when I mentioned squares, uh, I guess I'm overgeneralizing it. But, yeah, it, that, that's where you see a lot of, like, the, the pockets of, of uh, kind of just social gatherings and restaurants and bars and, like, live music and uh, a ton of just college kids meeting and, and um, sitting down on some cobblestone and, you even see like drum circles and uh, you know just plenty of uh, you know I think that's just where the pockets of people gather is at these uh, various squares, quote unquote. Awesome, dude! That sounds super cool. Um, all right, so I want to get into some of the questions I ask everyone. What uh, well, you're no longer doing first dates because you're happily engaged. <laughs> so congrats again. But uh, what, what's an ideal date night for you and your fiance? 
Uh, so my fiance and I will keep it simple. We like to just pick a new restaurant to go to and, uh, then afterwards just go for a walk or catch a movie somewhere. Uh, maybe have drinks at the same restaurant or find a place to grab drinks that we like. Uh, typically we'll just pick a neighborhood and, and whether it's, uh, sometimes we'll go to like the Kenmore Fenway area. Sometimes we'll go to Davis square. Uh, I live a bit near Harvard square central and Cambridge. So we'll spend some time there. Uh, or we'll go in Boston itself. We'll go to Newbury street, uh, which is a bit more of like, a high end, so way less frequent. Uh, but Newbury Street is where, like, you do all the, sh- the expensive shopping and the really high end restaurants and like the fifteen dollar lattes. Uh, but then uh, North End is another place I like to call out because, like, it's the best Italian food you'll get around here. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, there's definitely a lot of Irish history here. But then when you work, walk to certain areas, it's hard to ignore the Italian history here, too. And the North End is when you find like a lot of those uh, the Italian history and the restaurants there. Like, uh, I mean, there's a place called Mike's Pastry over there, which uh, has the best sort of cannolis and Italian desserts. Uh, that's like places world famous. Other times we might go to like the seaport area, which is actually where I work. But that's a super up and coming like that used to be the projects. Like if you watch The Departed, you'll see like they, it's just it used to be the projects. But now it's just, you know, tech building after tech building and high rises and hotels. And it's just sort of gentrified. Um, but, I, you know, just speaking from from dates I've been on before uh, or I know others go on uh, top of the hub. Uh, is a kind of it's the top floor of the Prudential Center, which is one of the tallest buildings in the city. It's got a really nice view. Uh, we love to go to breweries. Uh, I've already talked about that a bit. Um, but then I keep going back to the same thing. Like to just like wing it, start at a restaurant, and then start walking. Um, you know, walk down the Charles River Esplanade, the Harbor Walk. Uh, we can may even go to. Um, uh, one of the like actual uh, this place called Castle Island, uh, which is not really an island, but it's, it's just a nice walking area where uh, you can just get snacks. And there's like all, all these old uh, forts that are over there, which are all really always really mysterious because uh, they have all these like Korean War memorials there. And I never understood why a fort was built for the Korean War on on this side of the country, but uh, <laughs> you know all these little things like that. Um, but you know, there's also more creative options. Uh, like uh, we can sometimes go to museums, ton of museums around here. And I, since I work in in a museum, I tend to get free admission to the other ones, which uh, makes it a really good option. And you know, so a place like the Museum of Science, which it's fun if you're 12, or it's fun if you're you know 40. It's, there's just so much to do there. Uh, but uh, yeah, and on any given night, there there could be a show. There could be uh, I like to go see comedians, so you know uh, I'll I'll uh, sometimes go to the Wilbur, uh, sometimes go to Bill's Bar. Um, there are there are a few places where they have uh, good comedy nights. Sometimes it's just a bar where they'll have a comedy night. Other times, like I'll actually go see a, a well-known comedian at like a, a legit venue, like you know the Wilbur or, or House of Blues or something like that. Um, sometimes we just find ourselves, uh, leaving a restaurant and walking around Boston common, uh, and then just getting on the tea, coming back home. 
but uh, the key is that you know when you walk around, you can just kind of wing it, and I find that to be the most fun because uh, I tend to. I think that's the way I travel too. It's it's somehow more fun to just like wing it than 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 it is for me at least than if I were to like plan out the whole night. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if my fiance would agree about that or not. But yeah, <laughs> for sure. You mentioned that North End being the Italian food. Is there any like go to Italian spots you have there? Uh, so we just went to one on our uh, two-year anniversary. Uh, well, we're not married, but two years of, of our from our first date called Mama Maria, which was really good. They just like turned a house into a restaurant, and it's uh, you know I had some food there I'd never had before. I had like osobuco and all this like fancy stuff I didn't really imagine myself having, not really even knowing what it was. I actually felt a bit you know, trashy going in there and asking them like, what the hell is this? What is that? And then them looking at me like, how do you not know what this is? This is your first time meeting at the North End. But um, yeah, I mean, Mama Maria is a really good one. Uh, there are other places I've been and I'm never really good at remembering the names of restaurants, but uh, there are really good dessert places over there. I think I mentioned one Mike's Pastry, but uh, I, I think, uh, the, yeah, Mama Maria, I've been there uh, twice now and, and that place is really good. Awesome. Uh, I'd imagine being Boston, as we said, is a massive college community with so many different universities around. There's got to be some pretty bomb ass coffee shops and little quiet places to go, like hang out. What's your uh, what's your go to? Yeah, so uh, there are so many little coffee shops all around the city um, that uh, it's kind of hard to go wrong. Some of them, uh, if you're looking to just go like read a book. The, the best ones are, are some of the ones um, like um, Heaven's Delight and um, there's there's uh, one called the Beantown Bean, Bean Spot. But some of those, those don't have Wi-Fi, so you can just go there, read a good book, and like they may have some uh, you know, really nice jazz music going on. But then there's also the other side of it where you know, you the, right now the city's sort of being taken over by a lot of these like Cafe Nero's and you know, of course there's Starbucks. But uh, me uh, again, I, I think I'm letting my my trashy side show here. But uh, Dunkin' Donuts is like everywhere all the time, and uh, I just go there for cheap coffee whenever I get a chance. Um, I for me, uh, coffee shops uh, here are like a dime a dozen. They're, they're everywhere, and I, I really don't think you can go wrong. Uh, but if you're looking for quiet, a uh, ton of libraries around here. Like there are different branches of the Boston Public Library, Cambridge Public Library, and then there are also like university libraries where you know whether you have an ID or not, sometimes you might just be able to walk in there and have a seat and get some work done, uh, read a book, or just uh, have a quick like one-on-one -on -one meeting with someone. Uh, the, the libraries and the libraries here are like historic there are books from 400 years ago 300 years ago and uh all the architecture is like you go inside one of these libraries and you feel like uh you know you, you've walked in, into something that you would expect to see in like a show or a movie where it's it's um it, it seems surreal uh and and the, the funny thing is like you go into these libraries now and you see like stacks and stacks of books and you wonder like who's actually going to read all these books in the age of like bringing your laptop and your MacBook and just setting it up right there. But, uh, it's amazing actually how many people still here are still like reading, checking out books and, uh, they'll go to the library and what you expect to see is, uh, everyone just sitting on their MacBook with their headphones on. But then what you end up seeing surprisingly is just like a ton of people who are just, 
they're finding a book, they're opening a book and they're starting from page one, which, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's not really funny, but it's something that, it's that refreshing. surprised me. It's, it's, it's nice to see for sure. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there are, um, there are a bunch of like just, uh, nice outdoor places too, like nice, quiet outdoor spots. Uh, if you walk around the Charles river, the whole Charles river, uh, is just green on either side. Uh, so most sections of, of the, the city where you're alongside the river, they're either like restaurants and bars with outdoor patio areas, or there are, uh, just grassy areas like with a picnic set up, you can just bring a blanket, have a seat. Um, there are some sandy areas which feel a little bit like a beach, but then you know you look behind you, you see the road, and you're like, all right, well, I'm not on a beach, but it's still really uh, calming and and uh, it's quieter than like uh, when you're getting into the inside the buildings and into the thick of the city. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's Christopher Columbus Park, there's Boston Common, like I mentioned. Boston Common is sort of in, the, in, the, in the, the heart of the city, and the city sort of built around that in a way. And um, the state house is there. There's like a, a ice skating rink in the winter there. Uh, but it's so big that it's not difficult to just find a little pocket and, um, you know, read a book, listen to some music, just throw on some Bluetooth speakers, um, or just kind of sit there. Uh, I went through a phase of just going and lying in the grass, which was super therapeutic uh, and Boston Common uh, you know I used to be able to just find a spot chill half an hour and then move on with my day sounds hello nice and relaxing it sounds like it's uh, definitely one of those cities too that has a lot of green spaces uh, that are, are lacking in a lot of some of these n- newer cities I guess you would say yeah there, there, there def- there's definitely been an effort to like conserve some of those areas to retain the beauty of the, of the city uh, beyond what's been man-made uh, and yeah of course it depends on the time of year you know it could be just covered in the snow or uh, the trees could be bare come January but uh, there's still something beautiful about it even during that time of year and the the nice thing is you know it might be 25 degrees snowing and then the next morning it's like 45 degrees the snow's melting a bit and you just go out there chill in the snow you could still do you can still read your book you can still have your half an hour of meditation out there if you wanted. It's really nice. That's dope. All right, man. So if I say I'm coming out to visit, what are some of the like quick things that we would have to hit on and do while we're out there? Sure. So uh, I would take you to some of the breweries. I think we would start by getting you a Charlie ticket so you could take the T. The T is a subway uh, and then the bus system. We would start by getting you uh, like a, a basically a, a T pass for the, the full weekend or day, whenever, how long, however long you'd be here. Uh, and A, I think like you mentioned going to Fenway, we would try and catch some game in the city, whether it's a Bruins game, Celtics game, Red Sox game. Uh, you know I like to walk around, so I think we would spend a lot of time walking around and sort of winging it. Uh, but uh, I think the, the option is always there if you're into like dispensaries and recreational uh, marijuana. That, that scene here is massive. Uh, we could always just hop into there, pick up something, and then just, you know, smoke on the go if you're into that uh 
lot of uh, breweries we can stop by, bars stop by. Uh, mentioned some comedy shows, um, a lot of like local comedy nights at the bars. I think that I would definitely field what you'd be interested in doing. Uh, they just recently opened a casino called Encore Boston. It's the first casino uh, in the city, and they recently changed a bunch of the laws to make that happen. I haven't been there before, but that uh, there's a, apparently a ton of really, really good restaurants there, so that would be the, the main draw for me. Um, so that's another good option. Um I know you and I met in Vietnam, and I know that we've definitely shared a, a, some pho and some noodles. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like we would uh, go for some sushi, ramen, uh, any of the, the kind of Southeast Asian food or, or uh, Japanese, Korean, Chinese food that I typically like to eat. Um, there's also, you know, there's a place called Soa. It's uh, south of Washington. And uh, there's a really nice market community art spaces, live music. There's just a lot going on there. Uh, on any given weekend, there's just a bunch of pop-up stuff happening that uh, they, they like to keep a good variety of things and shuffling through different opportunities so that you can keep going back every month and have a nice fun time there. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, if you're into like photography and you know, I know a lot of people, uh, and this may not apply to when you visit, but I know a lot of people like to go to parts of the city where they know they've seen on Instagram or it's an Instagrammable part of the city, right? Or if they're into photography besides Instagram in general, it's a ton of skyline viewpoints from Charlestown or Independence Wharf. Um, there's a place called the Maparium, which is kind of like you're, you're inside like a three-story stained glass globe. It's in one of the, it's in the Mary Becker Eddy Library, I think it's called. And um, that's sort of almost like a museum more than a library. Uh, that's a really cool spot. Um, there's uh, we'd walk around Beacon Hill. Beacon Hill is sort of the the super historic part of the city that where everything you see is is sort of like the way it was in like the you know late 1700s uh, around the Independence time, Revolutionary War time. Where uh, you know the thing about Boston is that it's a super unplanned city where a lot of the roads now are. <laughs> directly based on where people used to walk and where horse-drawn carriages used to roll like 300 years ago so in, in that sense traffic is insane so hence why i say we get the charlie ticket and take the subway um but yeah there's there's um i'd say we would just walk around charles river there's some nice views from longfellow bridge um one nice place and this is technically not in boston it's probably like a 20 minute drive outside the city uh in a place called malden but uh there's a facility called Bodaborg, which is like this big place for questing, uh, where you know there's maybe like 15 to 20 different areas of that facility where you have to do a different quest to solve like a different thing. And some of them are like physical challenges, some of them are brain teasers, some of them are escape room type things. And this is the only location in the U.S. It's like a Swedish thing, um, and I think they have like 10 locations, nine of which are in Europe. One is here, but that's a really cool pl way to spend like three, four hours on an afternoon on a weekend. Um, so, I mean, like, I know I just laid a lot out, a lot out there, but that's sort of like, if you were visiting, that's the like list of, of shit. I would say, Hey, we can do any number of these things. Let's pack it in or let's just take it easy and wing it and try some of these. Yeah, man. That sounds like it'd be fun filled packed activities. Boston just seems like one of those cities that you can go back time and time again and always do new things and see different stuff. And whether you want to focus on museums and art, so you can do that. Or if you want to eat your way through the city. Or if you just want to do a complete sports weekend. Like, 
really you can kind of pick and choose whatever you want and boston has a little bit of all of it yeah for sure and like uh you know i didn't even mention like if you want depending on the time of year uh you could even like go whale watching there are swan boat tours uh you can go to martha's vineyard or nantucket and some of the islands you could take a day trip to cape or the cape cod which i guess locals would call the cape um but you know uh all these options are there and um you know i think one thing that when my friends visit uh from other states or from from other parts uh, from other parts of the country they're like they're they're always saying like hey i i just need to hear someone speak the boston accent <laughs> so it's like <laughs> we'll sometimes just walk around until we find that that townie where i could be like just go eavesdrop on that guy and then you'll hear it and you can knock that off your list that's awesome all right so final question and you may have touched on a lot of it but say tomorrow is your last day in boston you can't ever go back what are like a few things that you're making sure you're hitting and doing uh me personally i'm going to a celtics game for sure um i am gonna probably take a long walk from my apartment uh, all the way into the city uh so i would walk through alston through cambridge through the squares i mentioned before uh through to like beacon hill and then from beacon hill walk to the common from there walk to the fenway kenmore area then maybe even towards copley square and uh, just kind of like if, I, if I'm spending the day in the city, I'm going to be walking a lot. Um, but then, you know, I think I, I would hit up some of like the sentimental places uh, from whether it's like some of the bars I used to go to, some of like uh, the breweries. Uh, or, you know, I would just try and like find some friends and say, hey, let's go, you know, let's get some beers um, and let's just go hang out uh, by the Charles River. Um, but you know, I think it, it's that question is really tough because, again, um, in terms of what I'd want to do on a final day, I'm never going to be able to fit it in one day. You know, it's so it's uh, it ends up being really tricky. Um, but yeah, I think I think it would be uh, just a mixture of walking around, winging it, but then also trying to along the way of winging it, trying to hit some of like the old spots I used to go to. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd probably. If it's my last day in Boston. I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I'm. I mean, I, I'm definitely gonna eat some local seafood. I'm definitely gonna uh, wear all my my jerseys and my my Red Sox hat. I'm gonna um, probably try and catch a, a comedy show. Um, yeah, I think. I think for me, it becomes more of a uh, who am I with and. Uh, you know, like what's the, uh, what are the things I want to make sure I'm going to do unless I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to be back. I don't want to have regrets if it's my last day. So that's, that's kind of why Celtics game was the first thing on my list is because, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I watch Celtics game. There's a game going on right now actually. And, um, I'm, it's, I'm in pain that I'm not watching it, but also excited to be chatting about the city all the same. Well, with that, I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, and I'll let you go check out the uh, the Celtics game. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to let people know about Boston or shout out to your uh, Instagram handle if people want to check you out uh, find out uh, more about you? 
Sure. So, I mean, on Instagram, I'm not super active at all, but uh, you can find me. It's Neil Goes Places. Admittedly, I don't go as many places anymore, but it's just at Neil Goes Places. And um, yeah, man, no, just uh, Boston, you know, I, I, I wrote a few notes down, things I didn't really get to yet, but just things that people may want to know about Boston. Like, you know, it's if, if uh, you ever want to do medical research, this is the city to do it. You know, if you... Um, if if you want to go to college in the Northeast, this is the city to do it. There's just so many different colleges for different fields, for engineering, for music. Um, it's it's uh, a place with uh, a ton of character, a ton of history, and um, you know if if uh, if you ever find your your uh, if you ever find yourself in this area, let me know. We can go for some hikes. Um, I know that I didn't really talk about hiking, but it's not really Boston specific because in Boston there's not a ton of hiking to do. But if you ever came, I think we would go probably on a hike in Vermont, New Hampshire. Those are all day trips away. Take a trip out to the Cape. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much about any city that that you know. And I think in your podcast, it's um, it's good that you're kind of like given so much time for for each of us to kind of talk about our respective places we live. Uh, and at the same time, it's so tough after this sort of like whatever, however long it's been, 40 minutes to it's kind of makes you realize how you kind of need days to like go over everything there is to do. And I'm sure that it's true for the other cities or the you know the other people you've been speaking to, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I mean, I could drone on forever about all the towns that I've lived in and especially, you know, little Napa that I grew up in when you don't think it's you go there to go wine tasting. But I could talk about it for hours. So, yeah. Well, like I, I said, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we appreciate it. Of course, man. Well, I'll stay in touch, and uh, you know, let me know if you uh, want to come up here soon, or I'll let you know I'm, a, I'm in your neck of the woods. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. All right. Take care.